I got to say a special welcome to kids in the room. Oh, I am so excited you kids are here to join us today. This is what the adults get to do every week. Now, I know you're going to do all sorts of fun stuff in the back. But this is one of my favorite parts of the, 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 the services where everybody has to listen to me. Right? And so there are bittersweet things to that. But so you got to pay attention. You got to hear all some good. We're going to talk about some really good and important stuff today. And we've been talking over the last five weeks. This is the fifth week that we've been talking about allowing our lives to get better. Right? We, we've been asking ourselves, you know, what does God's word, what does the Bible have to say about allowing our lives to get better? And we, we've been kind of wrestling with, with the idea that when life hands you choices, we should choose better. Yes, when life hands you choices, choose better better. And the Bible helps us understand what is better in life. And so we've discovered in the first in the first week, we talked about how living in God's presence is better in life when we live in God's presence. And, and when we focus on what matters in life, that, that when we focus on what matters, life gets better. We talked about wisdom, that when we make wise choices, life gets better. And wisdom being making decisions based on Jesus Christ, when we make choices based on Jesus Christ. That's what wisdom is, right? Christ, the power and and wisdom of God. And then last week we talked about reputation and the importance of guarding a good reputation, that when you have a good reputation, life gets better. And so today we're going to be talking about patience. We're going to be talking about patience. And typically when we talk about patience, this is kind of what we think about, right? There's a little guy there. He says, God... Grant me patience. Hurry up! Okay, they laughed a little more at the earlier service. That's okay. You know, you know, this is often how we tend to treat patience. God, grant me patience. Hurry up, right? And so today, what what we're going to do, though, what we're going to do is we're going to actually allow the Bible, we're going to let the Bible tell us what patience is. We're going to let the Bible tell us what patience is. And, and to do that, we've been memorizing verses, right? We've been focusing on one verse. And so, so the, the, we've been focusing on one verse and, and kind of using that to guide us, to help us understand. And so this is the verse for today. Oh. Guys, 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 good, good morning. Hello. Good, good morning. Hi, hi, good morning. Did I hear that, that you're trying to memorize the verse for this week? Yes. You know what? We, uh, you know, you guys are so ahead of the game. We've all just started memorizing the verse. And so maybe you could help us learn about the verse. Could could you maybe help us learn the verse by reading it with us? We're all going to read the verse together, and maybe you guys... if It's up on the screen behind you, so let's all read the verse together up on the screen. Here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Ready. 
Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Oh, yeah. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Thanks for being here this morning. Bye. <laughs> well, I hope he's okay there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so today this is the verse that we're going to be spending our time with. We're going to be wrestling with this verse out of Proverbs. Better. Life gets better. It is better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. And so we're going to be looking at what the Bible really has to say about this verse, and specifically about patience. We're going to talk about patience. And what you need to know about patience is that actually, if you go back to the Hebrew word and you look at kind of the old language, what it was originally trying to say, you're going to laugh when you find out what patience really means. Patience in the Hebrew, you can see the Hebrew there is on the left-hand side of the screen, and Hebrew reads from right to left. And uh, when you translate it literally... Patience means to have a long nose. Yeah! Patience means to have a long nose. Now, you're all thinking of Pinocchio. He was the most patient person in history. Not quite, not quite. What the Bible says is that that patience means to have a long nose because when you get angry, your nostrils, your nose flares up. And so in the Hebrew culture, in the old Bible culture, when you got angry, your nostrils flared, your nose got really, it flared up, and that was associated with anger. Anger was associated with the flaring of nostrils. And so the opposite of that, the flip side of that, is that when you have a long nose, that means that you are slow to anger. Patience. Patience means that you are slow to get angry. That's what patience means. Here's a couple other translations. These are other ways of saying that same verse that we were looking at. It says, uh, it is better to be patient than to fight. It's better to, to control your temper than take a city. One who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, the one whose temper is controlled, than one who captures a city. Better to be slow to anger than to be a mighty warrior, and one who controls his temper is better than one who captures a city. The Bible, the Bible defines patience as being slow to anger. And he uses this same phrase of slow to anger, of patience, over and over and over. Check this out. In Proverbs, another, same, same book, but another place, it says this. Those who are hot-tempered stir up strife, but those who are slow to anger calm contention. How about this one? This is also in the Bible. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding but one who has a hasty temper exalts folly and this one comes towards the back of the bible it's in the back of the bible it's from the book of james and it says you must understand this my beloved let everyone be quick to listen slow to speak slow to anger 
for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Righteousness is a fancy way of saying the good stuff. The good stuff. And so the Bible is trying to get us to understand this morning that, that, that life gets better. Life is better when you slow your anger down. Life gets better when you slow your anger down. Now, some of you might ask, you know, what's wrong with anger? I mean, is anger that, that bad, really? I mean, I get angry, you get angry, everybody gets angry. You know what, even God gets angry sometimes. So is, is angry a mistake? Is it, is it a mistake to even be angry? The church word we use is sin. Is it a sin to be angry? That's a good question. The answer is no. No. Anger is neither right nor wrong. Anger is a feeling. Anger is a feeling. There's nothing intrinsically right or wrong about feeling angry. Feelings are just feelings. They just are. There's nothing moral attached to anger. It's just simply the reality that, 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 that anger is a feeling. However... However, however, being angry makes it a lot easier to judge, to blame, to point the finger. Anger is neither right nor wrong, but when you're angry, it's a lot easier to yell or kick or scream. Anger is neither right nor wrong. But when you're angry, it is much easier to get violent. It is much easier to hurt others, to hurt yourself. When you're angry, it's much easier to damage your relationships that, that matter to you. It's, it's easier when you're angry to damage your reputation, which we talked about last week. Anger is neither right nor wrong. But think about it. Answer this question with me. When I'm angry, I want to... A. Yell... B, hit, C, hug, or D, both A and B, that is yelling and hitting. What do you think? How many of you think A? Okay, fair number, A. How many of you think B? Everyone's always really nervous to answer this one with B. How many of you think C? Oh, you're good. Bless you. How about D? You see that when you're angry, you're much more susceptible to making poor choices. You make poor choices 
when you are angry. And the Bible gets that. The Bible understands that. That that's the way that we, we, we seem to be hardwired is that when we get angry, we make mistakes. It's much easier to make a mistake when you're angry. The Bible's just, just being honest. It's just being honest with us. And, and it's, it's trying to, because it knows us so well, it's trying to warn us. The Bible is trying to warn us. It's saying, look, life is going to hand you situations. You are going to be put in circumstances that bother you, that make you mad. They're going to be unfair. They're going to be situations that get under your skin. They're going to be things that get a reaction out of you and really move you, grows your anger. Things are going to happen in life that grows your anger. And the challenge for us, the tough part, the hard part, is that when life hands you choices, we as God's people, the Bible says, look, rather than make a poor choice, choose better. Choose to slow down your anger. Slow down your anger. It's, 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 it's telling us, look, the Bible does not want you to make that mistake when you're angry. Because it knows that when you're angry, you're much more likely. There's much higher risk of making mistakes. And so it says, look, let's just not even get angry. Let's slow the process down of becoming angry so you can head this thing off. And, and so that you can, you can get to a place where you're clear-headed and you're calm. And you're composed. And you can think straight. And you can make better choices. Take a deep breath. Get control of yourself. When you slow your anger down, when you're patient, you will make better choices. When I'm patient, when I slow my anger down, I'm willing to talk, I'm willing to listen, I'm willing to work together to problem solve, to overcome whatever thing that is bothering me and frustrating me. I'm willing, when I'm patient, when I slow my anger down, I'm willing to do all those things. Now, I realize that this is going to be easier for some than for others. Some people, this seems to be really easy for them. Slowing your anger down, being patient. Some of us, not so much. Some of us have a fast temper. We have a quick temper. And so if you struggle with this, if you struggle with having a quick temper, with you struggle to slow your anger down... You are in good company. You're in good company this morning. It's good that you're in church this morning. 
Because God's people, God's people throughout history, we continually struggle with this. If you look in the Bible and and you look at all those stories in the Bible, people get mad all the time. And people make mistakes. You see, the Bible understands. It it understands that we tend to be people who make mistakes in our anger. So if you're in church this morning and you struggle with this, if you know this is a reality for you and your life, know that you're in good company because God's people, according to the Bible, have always struggled with this. Here's the good news. Who do you think is the most patient person in the Bible? Who do you think is, 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 is the one person who is slowest to get angry? It's not Pinocchio. The one person that the Bible continually over and over and over, most readily associates with patience, with being slow to become angry, is God. Even though humanity really wrestles with this, really struggles with this, the one person who continually, over and over and over, is slow to anger, is is patient... God. God has the biggest nose. Here's a verse from Jonah. Jonah is in the Old Testament. It's towards the front of the Bible. And and Jonah is this book where God sends this man named Jonah. He comes to this guy named Jonah. And he says, Jonah, I'm going to send you to a city. And this city does a whole lot of bad stuff. And I want you to go to that city and say, guys, stop doing the bad stuff. Be sorry for what you're doing and pray to God and God will forgive you. And Jonah's like, yeah, that'll never happen. But I guess I'll go. So he goes, sort of. It takes him a while, but he gets there. He goes and he says, look, guys, you do a lot of bad stuff. But, but, but you know what? God is willing to forgive you. So turn away from your bad stuff. Stop making mistakes. And they actually do it. It's super cool. They actually turn away from their mistakes and they say, God, I'm so sorry. God, please be patient with us. Uh, God, forgive us. And here's what it says. Jonah looks at the situation and says, I knew it. I knew, God, I knew that you are a gracious God, that you are a merciful God, that you are slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishment. You see, see, in this situation, it's ironic, right? Jonah actually gets mad that God is slow to get mad with these people. But that's the kind of God that we have. We have a God who is patient, who is slow to get angry. Look here in Exodus. Exodus is another book in the Bible. It's towards the front where, where God comes to this man named Moses. And he comes to Moses and he says, Moses, I'm going to tell you my name. 
get ready for it. Here it comes. This is my name. And he, and he gives this big long, God gives this big speech about his name, right? And, and as part of that, he says this, I am the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation. If you haven't heard enough yet, here it comes from Numbers. The same phrase. The Lord is what? He is, say it with me, the Lord is slow to anger. That's the kind of God we have. A God who is slow to get angry with us. And instead, He is abounding in that steadfast love. He is forgiving. He forgives our iniquity, our mistakes, our mess-ups. When we get angry and we make those bad choices, God continues to be patient with us. He continues to be patient. He is slow to anger. And because that's the way He is towards us, He desires that in us. You see, regardless of whether or not you struggle with anger, regardless of whether or not you have a quick temper, God, when life gave God choices, God chose better for you and for me. When life came to God and God had choices to make, God chose better for you and for me. And he did that because he is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Your better life begins with God choosing better for you. This is what we claim as Christians. That life gets better when we have patience because we first have been treated with patience. To close, I'm going to invite you to, to pray, and then we are all going to sing a song together to help us remember uh, the value of patience. And kids, you're going to really know this, maybe. Uh, some of you parents might know it. It's a bit of a throwback. It's pretty cool. Music Machine, if any of you know Music Machine. But first, how about we pray together? Would you please pray with me? Let's pray. fold our hands, bow our head. It's time to talk to God. Thank you, God, for your patience. Thank you for your big nose. Thank you that you are slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Out of that steadfast love, out of your forgiveness, out of your grace, out of your own patience, Please help us slow our anger down. Empower us to make 
better choices for our lives. Better choices for our families. Better choices for our world. Remind us of your patience when we forget. And guide us always in your love. This we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Excellent. Why don't you watch the screen? Sing along if you know it. Kids, make sure you sing really loud. This is my friend Herbert the Snail. There was a snail called Herbert who was so very slow. He caused a lot of traffic jams wherever he would go. The ants were always getting mad and the beetles, they would fume. But Herb would always poke along and sing this little tune. Have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry when you get Start to worry. Remember, remember that God is patient too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. When Herbert was much younger, he often got in trouble. Forgetting that he was a snail, he did things on the double. He'd crash through every spider web and with crickets he'd collide. Till one day Herbert's father took his feet and turned aside. Have patience, have patience. Don't be inside to hurry. When you get impatient, you only start to worry. Behind the creeping snail So if you get impatient And you're easily disturbed Think about this little song And take a tip from her Have patience, have patience Don't be in such a hurry When you get impatient You only start to worry Remember, remember That God is patient too And think of all the times When others have to wait for you So there you go. All you're going to remember is long noses and a snail from this morning. But hopefully it will impress upon you when you think of that tune, the value of having patience of slowing your anger down. Okay? Fantastic. Well, we're going to, we're going to pause and we're going to receive our tithes and our offerings right now. And so I'll invite the ushers forward to do that. Uh, if you're a guest with us, thank you for being here. Your gift is that you've come and you've chosen to spend time with us. And so we invite you as the basket comes by, just pass it by. Your gift is that you're here. 
Uh, people of church, though, people of Christ church, our regular attendees, covenant members, we choose to, to make life better when we choose generosity, right? And so one of the ways that life gets better is when we embrace God's generosity in our own lives and, and, and by doing that for others as well. So please, be faithful. Uh, give that 10% tithe. That's one of the things that helps life get better. So... And in a couple minutes, we're going we're gonna to celebrate communion together this morning. And I spent a lot of time actually thinking about communion this week and about patience. And I think of, of how amazing is our God that every week, regardless of, of the mistakes that we make, regardless of the times when I get angry, and, and in those moments of flash anger, I, I say that biting thing to my